0: You know what? It's uh, it has been too long since we've had a man named Doug on our show, and today we changed that because we're bringing Doug Eberle back uh to talk not about Seinfeld this time. Though we're gonna pepper in some quotes because you know it's just what we always do on this show. Uh, we're talking video games, and not just any video games. No, 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 no. We're talking the ones that made us who we are today. The ones that have shaped our very humanity of just the people on the show, not all of humanity, just, just like for, for people. That's what well, we're doing today.
1: I mean, it might have shaped humanity, but that's, I mean, that's up to you. You can listen to season one, episode 27 of digital dissection, the games that made us and let us know what you're thinking about that. But for those of you who've got here by accident, he's somehow just leapfrogged over the last 40 episodes here's how you can find us. If you search for Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite shows, we're most likely going to be there because we did put in a lot of work to get on all of these platforms. But we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we're writing on the blog. So for those of you that don't like to read, remember how to do it because we're putting stuff out every week. (laughs) Other than that, though, pay us a visit, check out the extra content, and yeah, we are more than happy to welcome back Doug Everly, We had a great time. Uh, This is actually a really funny uh, development because um, we've actually had multiple fans of the show reach out to us and say, you guys keep talking about this Games That Made Us series that you're going to start doing And you're over 40 episodes into your show and you still haven't done it yet.
0: (laughs) Wow. 40 episodes. I think that's what I'm more surprised about. That's
1: the the hook though. We we just never
0: make it and they keep coming back. Yeah, that was the plan the whole time.
2: They're going to get to it eventually. I just know it.
1: I think, really, at this point, you've listened to enough episodes, and so they're like, you know what? I've held on this long. I might as well just keep seeing what happens. And, <laughs> and now we're like season fifteen of The Walking Dead. You know, we just keep, yeah. Marching up. <laughs> um,
0: Although this time, I am I am wearing the one video game shirt that I own uh, with my. My yes. proud nine hundred club membership. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, the golden that, poop. Yes, the golden poop. Which this is not one of the games <laughs> I am talking about, but yeah, still. Uh, no one, <laughs> no one, should have to collect those nine hundred korok seeds uh, in that game. Uh, if I, if I could be your weird, like I don't know, <laughs> Jesus, that I, I've, I've, I've taken care of that for you, so you don't ever have to. Um, <laughs> I've made that sacrifice. Don't do it.
2: You gave hours of your life so I that did. we could be <laughs> free in our lives to not have to do that
0: yep. even though Chelsea knew exactly what I was going to get when I told her I was doing it,
2: I did. i I absolutely looked that up first. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like, oh, Joe, no. And he's like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not going to tell you. And it's going to be better for us all yep. when you come to the realization on your own that you just wasted yeah. hours and hours. Days. Days. Even,
0: absolutely days. But hey, it was life. it was one hell of a snap that you got. Um oh, yes, it was. <laughs> as it was revealed to me. So that's good. Yes, but- it was.
1: Well, speaking of someone who has spent wasted hours with us previously, Ooh. we would like to reintroduce to the digital dissection crew, Doug Everly. How are you doing, Doug?
3: Doing fine. How are you? I,
1: I am, think I only wasted yeah.
3: one hour, though. <laughs> hey, great hour to waste, though, by the way. Hour
4: well
0: spent. <laughs> Darn it right.
1: A, it was a hell of an hour, and uh, totally. for, some, for some behind the scenes, Doug, Um I I didn't actually tell you guys this during the recording, but this was back when we were stuck using Zoom. And the reason why we had to kind of keep things short was because Zoom only lets you record up to like 40 minutes if you're using it free. (laughs) Yes. So part of the way through, it's like, you know extend your time and i went oh shit i didn't know this was something that happened
4: (laughs)
0: oh wow
1: Um, we could use uh, my account (laughs) (laughs) yeah we didn't we didn't know that more you know yeah (laughs) yeah devotees of this show will remember doug from episode nine we called the new memedium uh with doug everly and uh honestly doug we had such a, a fucking great time with you that we just had to bring you back and i know you love video well, games thanks a lot so... yeah
3: i had a great time too
1: yeah yeah we had we had a really damn good time we probably would still be recording if uh if zoom didn't have a, that is a, definitely
2: true. <laughs> a blessing <laughs> and a curse
1: <laughs> well it is it is a damn good thing to have you back i mean um once again, it's it's fantastic to meet someone who lives halfway across the country that you feel like you've known your whole life. So we we really can't thank you enough for coming back here and and uh, awesome and and yeah, and meeting Chelsea because Chelsea w- was not here yet no. uh, the first time.
3: That, mm-hmm. No, she was not.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's already made some some insults and she's already <laughs> kind of insults. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Hit the
3: ground running, make fun of everybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but before the sh- before the show she was just berating you it was like uh it reminded me of uh the other guys you know where will ferrell's making fun of his plain wife oh my god she she sees doug and she goes are you going to change
2: yeah is, is that what you're wearing you,
1: you look like dog shit come yeah, on this
2: is
3: all right. All right. nobody's nobody's actually gonna see me right no, 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 Okay, no. good, because if they did, oh my God. Well, if they
2: saw you, they'd be seeing Mark's hair, so. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta,
1: this this is what happens. There you go, you, give it personality. Yeah, when you make cantina-style shrimp and you use the wrong seasoning that's way too hot, this is what your hair turns into.
2: It literally oh. blows your hair back.
1: It, it <laughs> Maybe he's Or it's he's just bored constant it. adjustment
2: yeah. due
0: to sweating. Yes, that <laughs> maybe he's
1: maybe he's born with it. Maybe he's just fucking ugly. And that's what happened. To me. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we mentioned, the games that made us is not the uh, series that you see on Netflix. It's one where we're going to dig into the games that we loved that, you know, basically either uh, really impacted us in our gaming careers. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're all going to kind of share a little bit, go around the campfire, if you will. Um, yeah, a
0: couple of rounds maybe. Uh, we each get I I don't know. Say why limit it to just one game each? That'd be no. too,
1: too, too, too little. No. Yeah, we need we need more than one game. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't think of a better way to kick this off than letting the guest have first choice. And Doug, what is your first game that
3: made you? My first game is Bomberman for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> yes. Nice. I'm assuming you're all familiar with it. This is one of the most popular ones out of the three that I kind of picked to talk about. I'm sure Mm -hmm. everybody's familiar with this game at some point, whether it's the original Bowerman or the many, many iterations that came afterwards. I mean, I think there's one of these on pretty much every single Nintendo console that was ever released.
1: Oh, easily. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there could not be, but I'm talking about the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it was developed by Hudson Soft. Um, programmed by Shinichi Nakamoto. And for any of the people listening to this that aren't familiar with it at all, it's basically like an action puzzle game where you blow things up and you try not to die. It's a a very hectic game. Um, The first time I played this, I mean, it was around 1990 probably. Um, I had just recently gotten the Nintendo Entertainment System And I had gotten this game as a rental, loved it. Um, Eventually, my grandfather purchased it for me, and I played it just a ridiculous amount. Um, So much so that um, even today, I still play action puzzle games. Essentially, all of the games that I picked to talk about today are this type of game. And that, you know, I didn't even realize it was my favorite type of game until until I started listing things off and just, I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> now this is a game that I have beat as well, and I have kind of a funny story about that. So sure. I mentioned playing it when I was a kid and everything, but I didn't. I never beat it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat this game for the first time about four years ago.
4: <laughs>
3: and um,
4: <laughs>
3: what happened was, I I was out for the evening. I got home pretty late, maybe around three o'clock in the morning, and I said, you know, I'm going to play Bomberman. I turn it on, and there are fifty levels in this game, right? So I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, and I got to like level thirty-seven or something and died. Oh, and then I was like, oh. you know what? Now at this point, it's like four thirty in the morning. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no like, reason to stop, right? <laughs> I, can, so, I can
1: stop anytime.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I turn the game on again, and now all of a sudden, here I am at level thirty-seven again, but I still Ooh. have some lives. I have the power up that allows you to um, blow up the mines remotely rather than having to wait for the time. So, you know, I'm super powered up. I got the really long fire streams going on and um, I just keep going through the levels. Now I'm at like 48 of 50. I lose my power ups. Oh no. And I am just, now I start to stand up in front of the TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally just like, Oh my God. Like, I'm about to beat this game. The enemies were moving faster and faster and faster. But anyway, I ended up beating it. Um, I'm sure I still have... Uh, I took out my phone and, and took a picture of it because um, I had to send it to all my friends that knew I loved this game. And um, the last thing I'll say about it is that it had one of the worst um, end screens ever. Oh! Which... No! Oh, no! Yeah. Um, it just said... Um, I'm not even sure if it said congratulations. It said maybe congratulations, maybe you win. And then it said, now play Load Runner, which is another (laughs) sort of action puzzle game by the same developer. (laughs) 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 They hit you with an ad. (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) And then I played, I I had never played Load Runner. I ended up trying it out and not really liking it too much. And I was just like, oh, wow. You know, it was very uh, anticlimactic. Let oh my go. gosh! That's like, it... like
0: the decoder ring in a Christmas story. Yeah, just telling you to really buy Ovaltine. <laughs> exactly.
3: Uh,
1: you know, it's not quite as bad as the uh, NES Ghostbusters that just says "congratulation" at the end. Oh. <laughs>
3: yeah, it, it, oh, I wish it had a misspelling. That was <laughs> worth it, actually. <laughs>
1: oh my god! I, you know, now that I look back at it, I don't think I ever beat the original Bomberman. So that is
0: oh, I that's Mm-mm. hilarious. So I think I only ever played that game uh as an emulator on a PC. So I never I never even had it on the original NES or played it on the original NES. Oh okay, wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. I, I can just see Doug, you know, late in the night, you know, like like <laughs> deep in the night. Like Looking for some bombs. Yeah. I was gonna say like stands spotting, you know, the <laughs> the animals in the road and the mailboxes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. my eyes were, were definitely burning at this point.
3: <laughs> Because also I was playing it on, like, a 55-inch flat screen, and (laughs) it it doesn't look too great on there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm curious, Doug. So you obviously played it quite a bit growing up, but did you not beat it as a kid because of, I mean, I'll just say, like, did you not have the skills to do it? Was it a, I mean, was it just the time necessary to get it done, Um, like?
3: I, I think partially skills... Uh, so I was really young when I had Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Okay, my skills came out more uh, in the 16-bit generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was around six or seven years old for the time where I was really playing Nintendo, NES. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that was... I mean, I played Atari before that, but I, I didn't really have that good of skills, you know? Yeah. And then I never really stopped playing these games. You know, I still play games of that era and now i am just better at them and back then i would try but you know maybe i didn't have the patience or the skill um you know there's some thought that goes into it too like you need to plan out your power-ups properly and as a child you mm-hmm. know you just kind of want to rush through it
0: mm-hmm Yeah, as a child, as an adult, (laughs) like I don't do that.
1: (laughs) You can't, you can't see it, Doug. But Joe has like markings all over his walls to map out the games he's about to play.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's on the front wall, so you can't see it because that's where the strategy is. That way, this, this, this looks like nerdy normal back here, but up here it's just all crazy.
3: I mean, have you ever actually drawn out a map to a video game though?
1: Oh yeah, I sure have. Mm Because I have yeah <laughs> yep. you yeah, had no yeah. choice you had no People choice back that anymore
3: it. oh no like the original legend
0: of zelda i mapped the crap out of that thing like especially oh, yeah. with especially like well i think what the final dungeon with uh with ganon where like it keeps changing and mixing shit up. like yeah, all right no yeah. i will map this
3: so
1: that way i can actually beat the damn game <laughs> yeah definitely yep well, that's awesome. I guess the last question I would have on Bomberman, uh, because I've I've done these types of marathons, Doug, where like you're just in the zone, you know, you've you your, your biological needs just kind of just wash away; <laughs> they're gone. Um, you know, you've forgotten the faces of your family, and you just pound through to the end. But how long did this this majestic run take you to do?
3: Oh, it's impossible to know. I, I think, you know, I think I went to sleep that night around 6 a.m i'm gonna say that the whole game only takes about an hour oh wow you know because each level is timed i don't remember the exact exact amount of time but you can run out of time yeah um and it might be 90 seconds that sounds appropriate so you've got Mm -hmm. 50 levels the most that you can possibly play a level is 90 seconds so i'm gonna say about an hour
1: so basically, you had to cry and then cry again because <laughs> that, that takes some doing.
3: That, that first level that I lost at when I said it was around 37, yeah. that is where I had been dying um, for years. Yeah, um, Just because it introduces like a new enemy that moves very quickly and, and very erratically. And mm-hmm. you have to be in a right frame of mind when that thing comes onto the screen. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> so that night it just happened to work out. I don't know if I will ever try this again. <laughs> yeah. but if I, I ruin a perfect no. thing exactly yeah <laughs> i haven't played it once since then
1: <laughs> well uh, just imagine every every like funny montage you've ever seen like i can see you in the zone playing this and there's like a silhouette of a dude just shredding guitar you know passing by you you know and... say at
0: the very least this is a rush mixtape being used oh, um, oh yeah. yeah going well, through this yeah you know you're hitting the buttons
3: very quickly at, you know that far into the game so definitely you, you've got some You know, high tempo music happening there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am very happy to hear the story of the first game that made you, which is Bomberman for the the NES. Who would like to go next for the, the next game that made us here?
0: Well, not all at once, everyone. Which
1: is... <laughs> yeah, you have to pick a volunteer um, go
0: next? <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go with one. Um, and this is the one that I, we were we were talking a little bit before uh, this goes uh, before we start recording. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, Chelsea. and I think we have at least one game in common. I know. Um, I wonder.
2: I wonder a little bit if we are about to do a little a sharing moment. And we could. Um, and, and if
0: that's the case, that, that I mean, it I, depends.
2: We'll done. see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it'll be we'll see. I'm so excited. I hope it's I hope it's the game that I also am planning to share. Okay. And I, I want you to go first.
0: All right. Um so my first game that I'm picking is Pokemon Red.
2: Yeah we're
0: definitely picking the same one here <laughs> mine is
2: 100 percent pokemon red and i was really hoping blue. you were going to pick blue because then i think we might have just leveled up and would have had to quit altogether oh, yeah. like it just <laughs> what is what what more is there but no Perfect. This is great. Yeah. This is lovely. That's
0: great. Yeah, because we both picked red growing up, didn't we?
2: Yeah, red's better than blue. Fight me.
0: Red's way better than blue. Way better. <laughs> <than> blue. <laughs>
2: Actually, I didn't I mean, what? pick at all. I didn't pick. I
0: <laughs> st-
2: <laughs> I started playing Pokemon Red when I was mm-hmm. at my older cousin's house. He was probably like six, seven years older than me or something like that. We were hanging out in his basement and he was playing some old Final Fantasy game on the TV, and he had um, a Game Boy just sitting there, and the only game that he had for it was Pokemon Red. And so I picked it up because he was playing something already, and so I started playing, and he was like, eh, you can just keep it, take it home, that's yours. So I got a free Game oh, Boy and Pokemon nice. Red, wow. and that is what started my um, intimate journey with the Pokemon <laughs> franchise, but go ahead. You no, go. that's
0: awesome. I, I know what, let's let's like morning show host this up. We will. Yes. We can share Pokemon together. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah, I mean, my my um like getting it was not nearly as exciting as yours. I think I got it when we were in um uh, like my family was visiting the state capital because my uh, sister's various medical needs had us go there on a regular basis. And on the way back from that, we stopped at Toys R Us, which is always. For me, the highlight of the trip, because, you know, you're sitting in a hospital for a long period of time, and then we go to Toys R Us afterwards, picked out a video game, and it was like a new release, it was a, a popular pick, so I picked Pokemon Red, solely for the fact that I thought the cover art with the giant lizard with the fire in his tail yes. was way cooler <laughs> than the turtle, uh, yeah. or the or the Blastoise at the time, so I picked that, and uh, that's kind of what went with it ever since, Um and I had, like, a uh, a close group of friends that also bought um, the different games. So it was pretty great where we actually had four four friends playing it, and we actually divided it equally where two friends ended up with red and two friends ended up with blue so that we could actually, like, trade things at an appropriate time and get through it. Except they like all tried to stab me in the back because I was going through it a lot faster.
4: <laughs> and it got
0: to the point where we were trying to race to get 150. And they're like, well, we'll just leave Joe out because he's he's ahead and he's bragging about it, which I didn't think I was bragging about. I could have been. Maybe I was an asshole. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it was just uh, a race to get to 150. And I may have pulled some shenanigans to get to 150 and 151, but you know we don't have to talk about it. We'll talk about that later. We'll get to it. It's a fun story.
1: <laughs> some of us on the call know that story, and Doug, it's, it's a banger. It um,
0: is a banger. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All, but all of our yes, listeners like, I, are
2: going to think of Joe differently after they hear that story. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're... they're... <laughs> Somebody might demand reparations after that. I think uh, so. (laughs) Yep.
0: Now that I'm making this offense public. um... (laughs) But anyway, before we get to that, I absolutely loved the game. Like It was such a great, simple RPG to play with because you get six party members, you have all these monsters to pick from, and you can level up and do things with. The sprites and the sounds were totally cool at the time. And the story was just simple enough to work where it wasn't convoluted with too many things. Like now Pokemon has exploded and... Like even in the main series games, they kind of just add like something small each game. Now to the point where they're ridiculous, but like I back then, you would have to worry about you know what clothing your Pokemon was gonna wear for a fashion show. It's like no, these these assholes are just <laughs> fighting for me. Like <laughs> that's all they're trying to do is they're just gonna like beat up up monsters until I'm the champion of all the monster trainers. Yeah. Um, and also great like model of parenting these games. There's always only <laughs> ever just your mom. The dad is always gone doing who knows what. He's ran <laughs> off. Uh, and at, ten, at, the age of, at the ripe age of 10, you're expected just to go out and explore the country. <laughs> Completely
1: Bye, you're, you're, expected, you're expected to become a top rate cockfighter basically at the age of 10. <laughs> pretty
2: much. Here's and a tiny fired lizard, don't die.
0: <laughs> and don't burn down the entire forest searching for other monsters with your tiny yeah. fired lizard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Perfect. Yeah. Great. Does
2: anyone know where the idea of Pokemon was was gotten from?
0: Not at it all. Was, it was uh, Bug Collecting, wasn't it?
2: Yes, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Joe, Bug Collecting. Look Woo-woo. at you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's, uh, oh, well, I'm trying to, I was, it's, it's Satoshi, and I always, I, I always, always forget his last name. Uh, the guy who came up with the idea for Pokemon. But Satoshi Tashiri? is also how we, Yeah, that's what it is, Tajiri. Uh, because that's how we get Ash in the, in the cartoons, because mm-hmm. he's take Ash out of Satoshi and throw it in there, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, okay. yes
0: interesting yeah mm-hmm
2: <sighs> and they were friends ever since <laughs> ever since yes
0: and also in Japan they opened up with Pokemon uh red and green instead of red and blue yes uh, and the sprites were like completely different um there was originally a plan to have a uh, an option for a female trainer but I think due to uh space uh, they had to Cut out the character choice.
2: Yep, she didn't join us until Pokemon Crystal. Yeah, um, the color Game Boy mm-hmm. Color.
0: Which you had I that was one, stoked.
2: You? Heck yeah, I had to buy mm-hmm. that. Are you kidding me? I'm a lady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, for for a moment here, Doug just did the bodily motion of raising his hands and motioning to himself as if I need to ask a question. So I I, I want to see I, what your thought process I is did.
3: Here. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna kind of spoil things a little bit right now, I've actually never played a Pokemon video game.
2: Wow. Yeah. Um,
3: my, this is something that my younger siblings were into. Um, around the time when those came out, it I was kind of in a, a dry spell of video games, mm-hmm. so to say. So my main question here is what's the difference between the colors? Like you're saying like I, i've I've yes. been aware of these existent, existence of the different colors, but is it a different game completely, or is it just introduce different Pokemon in the other one?
2: Excellent question. Yeah, yeah basically, it is pretty much the same exact game you play as the same character and things like that. Basically mm-hmm. the main difference and how it encourages you to play and to trade with your friends is that there are some Pokemon that are exclusive to the certain version of the game that you have. Yeah. So that's why if you are like Joe and I and you have red, you really need a friend that has mm-hmm. blue. Um, I yep. see.
3: So you can transfer them from the the blue to the red. Yes. Yeah, battery save. Yeah. Oh, it was- Eventually it's, they do a battery save.
2: Yeah. But huh. you had to have a link and literally it's like a mm-hmm. two foot, three foot cable, cable. Yeah. and you plug them in at the same time. And then, you know, you transfer your one little Pokemon to your one friend wow. and you get the other mm-hmm. one from the other one. There are some Pokemon that evolve only by trading. So mm-hmm. you wow. really, you do have to have friends if you want to collect them all.
0: Yes, the Gotta Catch Them All thing. That's you need yeah.
3: an ingenious way to market the games because I'm sure there are many people that just didn't have any friends Yeah, and they had to buy every single Pokemon game in order yeah. to get them all. Oh, well, and I'm well, exactly. sure
2: it was out there too. And, and you, I, think, I think
0: I think Ronda Rousey actually does that, to be completely honest. I think I read somewhere, like she's like, I've beaten literally every single game of Pokemon because... I buy I no like friends. both versions and I have no friends that play it. So she beats both versions and then catches them all. <laughs> and for each, like, them. And,
2: <laughs>
1: yep.
0: That's hilarious.
2: That's hilarious.
1: I was going to make the joke of Doug, are you insinuating that fans of early RPGs didn't know other people? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, uh, I think I was just insinuating, um, you know, just people who play video games in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, reason, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, sitting at home playing video games, you know? Yeah. 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 That's it's true. true. It's true. We it's were all because awkward. you're awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: That's
0: what I like how Chelsea went with the optimistic route. Uh, that's very happy you went that way because three yeah. of us just went to a very dark place very quick.
1: <laughs> something...
2: yeah. I'm over here yeah. like, it's better. Hang in there.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Because you both picked this game. I have a mm-hmm. question that I'd like to ask for the second time. It's the Pokemon world. These are all animals that interact with each other. There has to be a circle of life. Mm-hmm. Are the Pokemon eating each other? And are the humans eating Pokemon? Uh, I, well, yeah, yes. they for sure are. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. They allude no, they're to actually... it. Yeah.
1: Oh, go I'm ahead. I'm sure I... some
3: Pokemon no. don't eat other Pokemon. They probably just eat vegetables or something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The birds and the butterflies, and you know, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm
4: just sitting
2: here, just now I'm taking it too far and I'm laughing. Joe, please stop me, (laughs) save me from myself.
0: Okay, well, I mean, if you read like original Pokedex entries, they do some of them do talk about how like you know they eat each other, uh, Mm -hmm. they're animals to a degree still, and uh, there are especially in like the original Japanese texts. They talk about how, like, uh, Ghastly, which is like a little ghost Pokemon, but they're like, uh, it can extend, like, its Ghastly, like, vapor to, like, the point where it can go envelope an entire Indian elephant. Um, and they have oh, oh, actually no. two references to, like, working with Indian <laughs> elephants. And that's mostly due to the fact there was a canceled uh, elephant-looking Pokemon. So in the original text, like, oh, it was interacting with this Pokemon we've cut out of the game, so he's gonna make it an Indian elephant. Um, but there are talks of like uh people loving the taste of chansey eggs um, mm-hmm. that they make. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> yeah, like they're they're eating each other. Um they have I think even in the cartoon, they have like a um basically a um um a kabutops like basically impaling a shark with its two things and like yeah. eating it. So yeah. yeah, they they eat each other, they eat um even though you never see them in the cartoon, they do say regular animals are still in the Pokemon world. They just yeah. don't focus on them being there at all.
2: They do also, and they have these in later games in the series as well too. But they have farms with like mm-hmm. there's a milk tank is a a dairy cow mm-hmm. Pokemon, and you like can specifically milk the milk tank for
1: <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> so there, there's <laughs> Pokémon milk, yeah can't, yeah can't see this
1: but but Doug Gotta is making Doug has, has been taken back <laughs> See
2: that,
4: uh, anything with nipples so <laughs> yeah the,
1: the whole topic of of Pokémon eating Pokémon felt like a sex scene in an 80s sitcom to me like the, <laughs> like the, 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 we pan off of it you know it's implied
0: that's how they handle Pokémon eggs by the yeah. way, in that game, they introduced breeding in, in Generation Two. And the way you always breed is you leave two Pokemon together in a daycare center. And with because two, these are With an elderly couple. <laughs> with an elderly couple who, by the way, completely terrible watching Pokemon because oh, yeah. they'll just say, hey, like your Pokemon are hanging out. Next thing you knew, an egg just showed up and we have no idea how it got there. Welcome you would also Pokemon. have the only two Pokemon here. Welcome um, to
2: our Pokemon brothel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That oh, ditto man. can be whatever you want, baby. Yeah. It's,
1: it's like a middle school.
2: I'll be your ditto.
1: <laughs> it's like a middle school dance where all the kids go home pregnant because no one's watching them.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh god. I feel like this yeah. taking place in a daycare center just did not seem right to me. It makes it even worse when it's mm-hmm. called a daycare Like. It... Take care or is a bit of a whorehouse. Like we take- mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> And I'm being we- charged for this. Like, yeah. Not, oh ever-
2: yeah. There's an exchange of currency. Like that's prostitution. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that if
1: there's a mirror in that facility, I'm guaranteeing you it is it is uh when you can see from the other side and see on through it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I
2: thought you were going the mirror on the ceiling route. So oh, God. shows what oh. I know.
1: <laughs> is that Magic City? Are you talking about Magic City right now?
2: I'm just talking about mirrors on the ceiling. I don't know what you're talking about.,
1: <laughs> well, there's a TV show called Magic City that actually does use mirrors on the ceiling to essentially facilitate the same exchange. but <clears throat> um, but tell you what i I absolutely love where that went because legendary <laughs> you know game series, I'm going to take us back a couple of years to a game that's not quite as legendary um, and. Every time I bring this up to someone, they go, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to dial back the clock to 1990. Okay. And we're going to talk about a little platform that initially launched in arcades. It was a side-scrolling tower-climber style of game, similar to Bomberman. It had 50 stages, and you can play as two gentlemen who are princes named Nick and Tom. Very royal names. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now Regal,
0: that Nick and Tom.
1: <laughs> now who who knows the title of this game so far based off of the very detailed clues that I have given?
3: I don't at all but I I feel like I should.
1: hmm Yeah. <laughs> well, tell you what. The two main characters can throw snowballs like toddlers throw tantrums. Oh, is this different. ice climbers? No, it is uh, not. Ah, dang it! I, I think okay. I tor- um, yeah, oh, it is called Snow Brothers.
3: Okay, Snow Brothers. Say, bro, it's an expensive one nowadays.
1: Yes, <laughs> um, yes.
3: On NES, that I've never played the game, but I've seen it. You know, it's you know one of those ones that can cost you a few hundred dollars.
1: Oh, it it absolutely does, and there is some reasons for that, which I will absolutely get into as well. Um, but to to really kind of just pull back the the curtain on this game okay so your mission is very important you have to rescue princesses which has never been done in gaming from (laughs) from what i'm (laughs) understanding nope not once
2: no that's a fresh idea i like it
1: (laughs) well hey just like our very regal nick and tom names okay the princesses would be named puri puri and poochie poochie
2: oh for fuck's sake No. okay
1: Poochie, poochie. <laughs> that sounds
0: mm. like a Jay and Silent Bob term. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now,
3: which one does Nick go out with, and which one does, like, how do they choose?
2: Yeah, that's the only logical mm-hmm. next question. And what
0: happens if they choose the wrong one
3: or the They'd same like, one?
0: The same one. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing Is this at like
3: the in end. Bill of- and
4: yeah.
0: Ted? <laughs> doesn't
1: go with Kramer and Mickey well to add a layer of, of confusion to that scenario guys um the story actually changed based on what version of this you're playing because it came from japan it was put into arcades and then it was actually ported to consoles right so mm-hmm. the story actually changes depending on which one you're playing. Um, now, the antagonist of the series, though, his name is King Scorch, aptly named, of course, because he's fighting these brothers that are princes that he turned into snowmen. Um, I mean, you know, turn your enemies into the only thing you can kill, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, now they're, now they're sub-zero temperature soldiers of fortune that throw snowballs, you know, with an amazing amount of accuracy. Um, <laughs> so, as I mentioned with the, with the porting of this game, though, um, the Japanese princesses would actually change their names in the American console version to Terry and Tina. Terry <laughs>
0: Poo-
2: and Tina. Okay.
0: Because Poochie Poochie wasn't uh, catchy enough for them.
2: Poochie Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: We've gone from Japanese royalty to names you can find it in a Wisconsin bar any day of the week.
2: Uh, Terry and <laughs> Tina. <laughs> so true. So true.
3: <laughs> there's not no. at least one Poochie Poochie at a bar in Wisconsin, okay? <laughs> it
2: has oh, to be. There's one. a lot of Poochie Poochie, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
1: here, here's what I want to do, right? Because I figured this was a game that either people didn't know about a whole lot, um, or maybe it only seen like once or twice, Okay. So we have talked about how uh, this game would have an American port. So it was brought to us by uh, Commodore technology on the Amiga PC and the people who had actually port it on the American market would be ocean software. Do you guys remember <laughs> ocean software at all? It sounds familiar. Yes, these guys did almost every major movie adaptation around the same time period. Joe, we covered them in our Batman video game history series. They did. Yeah, we did Batman: The Cape Crusader, the movie, um, and they would actually do games for The Adams Family, Highlander, and even Platoon. Hmm. <laughs> oh, they did
0: Platoon. I actually have that. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea that was a video game. Doesn't seem like a sound like. I mean, as a Strange child growing up, I didn't think Platoon would be a thing, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have to yeah. imagine, like they they had planned to do. Um. Uh. Oh my God. What's the other big military one from the seventies with um,
1: Oh, well, uh, Brandos now? in it. Yeah. yeah like, now?
0: Was, was there plan to make that a video game? But after Platoon didn't do so hot, like we'll hold off on a <laughs> Apocalypse Now.
1: I think they ran out of pixels trying to get uh, you know, uh, I, I trying to get that kind of drama on screen. You know, <laughs> um, but it was it was really funny to me that that Ocean Software would kind of innovate some of the early gaming technology for Batman and then
3: mm-hmm.
1: bring us this, you know, little known Snow Brothers title that was originally yeah, made by a Japanese which, studio.
3: Um, Which Batman game did they work on?
1: So it was literally uh, just the singular titled Batman.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, Batman wow, I, don't know I thought that was uh, was that published by a different company then? I don't know why I thought that was a Hudson game. So, so maybe they just um, published it.
1: It's a good question because um, at this time, Batman would be made on like the PC by Ocean Software. The title would bounce around a little bit though, by the time of like the early nineties where Batman games were being released on you know 10 consoles in a given year
3: mm-hmm. and they're
1: made by four or five different companies. Yep. Yeah. This the Batman was like the...
3: game for NES is so good,
0: though. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Much better than that terrible Dark Tomorrow GameCube game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be over Batman Dark Tomorrow. <laughs>
1: We've officially hit our, our absolute cap for Dark Tomorrow this year, Joe. We shouldn't mention it ever again. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we
0: talked about it once, and that was more credit than the game deserved. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, to keep it on topic with Snow Brothers, okay? So this the studio that made it was called Plan. And uh, they were, of course, a Japanese uh, studio that pretty much specialized in arcade games. But they were really uh, earned the title as the most influential Japanese shoot 'em up developers and the master of the scrolling shooting genre. So, wow, they became known for this. This was their thing Um, when it came to the American markets, though. They said, we're not touching Snow Brothers. You guys can figure it out. So (laughs) that's why the American versions are so different. Um, and they did things like add cutscenes in the American versions. Uh, they animated the branding, action. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's something I was prepared to do. Just because I figured nobody would have any understanding of this studio, I'm prepared to, to list off the legendary resume that is Toa Plan's shoot 'em up genre and all the titles that it included.
0: Well, let's hear them. Is this a list of two games? <laughs>
3: no, well, just twenty minutes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I will do my best to perf- or to perform the the closest pronunciations that I can muster. But these would be titles known as jongo Performer, Man Tiger Heli, jonkyo Guardian, Slap Fight, Mahjong <laughs> Sisters, uh, Fly- <laughs> Flying Shark, Wardner. Twin Cobra, Rally Bike, Truxton, Hellfire, Twin Hawk, Demon's World, Zero Wing, Fire Shark, Snow Brothers, of course, Outzone, Tekki Paki, Vimana, Gox, Pip and BBs, Truxton 2, Fix 8, Dogi Yun, Grindstormer, Knuckle Bash, Batsugan, and finally... Snow Brothers two with new elves. And that's not a typo. New elves, <laughs> not new levels. New elves. Okay.
0: New so like elves. you these could have been video games or these could have been Saturday movies on the sci fi channel. I have no idea <laughs> well, it was either or.
3: I knew one of them. Was it Ooh. Rally Bike?
0: Or Slap Fight. So, Tiger
3: Helly. T-
0: Tiger, Tiger Helly.
2: Nice. I had Rally Bike on the NES. That that game I have wow. played. Yeah. It's just a it's just a little racing motorcycle game. I mean, yeah. Three out of four played their games. That's not bad. Yeah. Three out of four ain't bad. That's a good
0: statistic. More than I was thinking (laughs) would happen. (laughs) I mean, we could account for inflation when this podcast hits season two, but we'll wait. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, well, so uh, so you know what? Maybe these are titles that we can bring to our next conversation on what made us. Because looking at your faces, and and Chelsea's got no video,
0: <laughs>
1: I can see they made a very big impact on you. And I think it's worth <laughs> dusting off at some point here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, taking man.
0: taking a small step back, Chelsea. Did you ever have Mew in in the original Pokemon games? <laughs>
2: Uh no, cause I'm not a dirty thief.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so <laughs> there are in Pokemon there are two ways you can acquire Mew. Um, <laughs> because Mew was if you had a Japanese version, if you hit level, if the monster hits 100, it just evolves into Mew. Uh, but they left that out in in the American game. But you could acquire Mew uh, in two ways. One was a glitch where after you beat like the, the trainers in the bridge in Cerulean City, if you have something that knows fly, which if you do this early in the game, there's no way to get something that knows fly, so you have to go right next to a patch of grass and catch an Abra that knows teleport. And then you walk up a little further, and there's this bald-headed trainer. And as soon as you walk in front of him, if you hit start and then teleport back to Cerulean City, what will happen is if you time it right, as soon as you teleport back, the trainer gets the exclamation part uh, thing saying that he, he's noticed you and he's going to walk over and talk to you. But you transport back to the city. When you get there, your A and B buttons don't work anymore. So it's like, oh, shoot. Okay, the game's definitely glitched. So you walk back up to the bridge. You ignore the trainer who spotted you. And you go to talk to the trainer who really likes shorts, wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that he loves shorts, and it's this is his favorite thing and you walk in front of him, you beat him, and then you walk into a patch of grass, and mew pops up and that's that's one way to get mew in America in the original game and you can done still that? do that I have Does done that, that legit work, yeah, it works. I did that with my Pokemon yellow game um
2: I feel like I had a a friend i I still have this friend, but this friend mm-hmm. and I spent a very, very, very long time trying to do all of these reported glitches. mhm. And we did never you, did anything except for break our games.
0: Yeah. Did you try doing like the the SSN oh, you know. thing? Yeah. yeah. That thing didn't work. No. <laughs> the not, SSN glitch didn't work at all. We're like,
2: okay. Be, so we're just gonna we're gonna catch all the Pokemon because he's going. Mm-hmm. Professor Oak says he's going to give us something really special. You know, you, like you try all yeah. this stuff. Mm-hmm. It,
0: yeah. He just gives you a certificate that says, "Hey, can, good job catching all 150." That's all I get from Professor Oak. It's pretty it lame.
2: Makes you want to cry
1: a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay, so so what's what's the other story of acquiring a Mew. So the second That's what way, I'm waiting for I'm you could for get...
3: waiting for the dirty deeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
0: the second way you could get Mew is once upon a time uh, Nintendo <laughs> America did an event where I think it was called like Pokemon America or Pokemon USA or something really simple, and they basically drove an RV to select city locations, and they would just port Mew onto your game if you went to the event. Um. Me growing up in a small town, there was no way that was ever happening. I think the closest place to address was like Chicago. My parents, like, my, there's no way my parents would drive me to Chicago for a <laughs> flip and video game. It wasn't happening. Um, mm-hmm. But what they would do is <laughs> they would sign me up for some like little religious camp because I grew up Catholic. Uh, and I had to go to it. I had no choice into it. I was to told I'm going. Um, Joe
2: clearly missed some of the teachings. From I did the miss good a book. few <laughs> things
0: from the good book because one thing That's I didn't like, I'm going to Thou shall not steal. <laughs>
2: Thou shall not borrow. Maybe? I mean, I borrowed with
0: <laughs> the intent to never give back. Um, so I brought my cartridge with me and my um, uh, my link cable. Like maybe I'll meet someone cool at this at this uh this little Christian retreat thing, and we can play Pokemon together. Um, but for the first few days, I basically just spent fuming. Like this is really stupid. I hate being here. And I'm just going to play Pokemon at night with my little light when I'm supposed to be sleeping. But I'll be doing that instead. Well, I got bunked with a really, really like the like kind of like the worst stereotypical like nerd kid ever. Like Mm -hmm. he was greasy. He had no social skills. He was everything that Revenge of the Nerds said nerds were. But in the worst (laughs) possible way. (laughs) Um, And one thing he did was attend one of these Nintendo events. Because he either lived close to it, his parents had money. I don't know, but he was one of the lucky bastards that got Mew put onto his game. And he like brought it up one day. Like he was like rubbing it in. He's like, Oh, I've got this really rare Pokemon. I go to events. See? I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Like, I don't play that game, you stupid nerd. (laughs) Uh, And then, (laughs) deep into the night, he le- he left his Game Boy like out on a desk because we stayed in uh, like a college dorm. Uh and, mistake. Yep, terrible mistake. He just leaves it out there so mm. deep into the night. I'm well awake because I just never sleep, and that kid's passed out. So I fucking put my game to his and trade it for like the most basic ass bitch oh, monster in the game. And on top, of that was even better is that like we both had like the same trainer because everyone picked Ash for their trainer name because uh, it was the cartoon guy. So we like they, so he couldn't tell that the original trainer was different. So his Mew came onto my game that I still have, mm-hmm. and he got like a fucking. I think I gave him a tada for it, uh, yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> The next day, he goes to turn it on and play with his game. He's like, "Oh my god, Mew's gone!" He's freaking out and he's panicking. Like, "Oh, that's really weird. I can't believe your Pokemon just disappeared on you." Maybe
2: if we pray hard enough, he'll come back. He'll
0: come back, yeah. (laughs) But he told, uh, like, like like a like a camp supervisor or something, that like, "Oh, someone stole my fucking video game monster or my Pokemon," and. (laughs) They're like, well, who's your roommate? I'm like, it's me. They're like, do you know anything about this mic? Like, I have no idea what this kid's talking about. Um, so, <laughs> you and that could was have literally, gotten
2: busted so, so easily. Bad. Like, but, like it that was, was right all, there.
0: It was right there. That was all the investigative like power they put into it. They just asked me, have you ever heard of this I'm like, I've never heard about it at all until this kid told me about it. Joe, I even mean, like, through ruined
2: you... this kid's life?
3: I think like I, that's I did. What I'm <laughs> just thinking. He yeah, off a chain of events, <laughs> and you know who knows where he is now because of this. But yeah. we'll
2: say if he's a listener, please get in contact with us. Um, yeah, he, Mark and here. I will hold Joe as you punch him.
0: <laughs> but you're not Joe getting you back. will sell it
3: back to you at a reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> I am but. the real life
0: Team Rocket, bitch. So. Counting for inflation again, of course. Absolutely <laughs> for
2: inflation.
1: This kid is like sitting on his couch and he's going to hear this and he'll go, Joseph. <laughs> He's like I knew it I knew it was him the whole him. time God. And then he puts the lipstick on and then lays down on his couch
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like like fine Steve Chevy Well now that that story's out there, which I will timestamp on this recording, so that way everyone <laughs> knows where this deception and this debauchery was. Yeah,
0: I even like, went so far as like cut a hole in my mattress to store my Game Boy in for the rest of that <sighs> camp. You
2: are lying at this point.
0: No, that's what I did. <laughs> I'm like, this way, if they look <laughs> through my... Because I always thought I had, like, if they look through my stuff, they'll find my Game Boy and I'll be had. But if I hide it in my mattress, they'll never look there. But of course they
2: never looked at all, so I didn't have to do. (laughs) Not only is this guy a thief, but he's also a vandalist. I am. (laughs) You
0: disgust (laughs) me.
1: You disgust me.
0: I'm not a a good
2: person.
1: This is a guy who prefers to use wet wipes instead of dry paper, and you disgust me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. In all seriousness. All seriousness, though. You told me the story for the first time sh- very shortly after we met. Mm-hmm. And I, if I had the physical strength, may have hoisted you up onto my shoulder and carried you <laughs> out of the place that we were at. Just like mm-hmm. as a to- you That was the best thing I'd ever heard. And <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And I still do. So. Well. Yeah,
0: I like I like to think I'm a good person, but really I'm not. So I'm I am straight off a of Seinfeld. It works great.
2: You see what you want. You go after it. It's fine. Yeah, we take it.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully we don't have any um, any personal stories of theft in Doug's next game that made him. Oh. We'll, re- we'll return back to the beginning. What yes. have you got next for us, sir?
3: Okay, my next game is this one is a little bit more obscure. There's a chance that none of you have played it. Um, it is called Gain Ground.
1: Gain, Gain ground.
3: ground. Gain Ground. Ooh. Now, this is a game that I had for Sega Genesis when I was a kid. Um, doing a little research, I found out that it was originally an arcade game, and then it actually came out on the um, uh, Sega Master System, but only in uh, PAL regions. Um, now, ironically enough, this is another game that has 50 levels
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> nice round number <laughs> um,
3: if, that's only if you're playing it on difficult which is the only way that I play it and I'll explain why so y- you all should really look up what this game is because it, it is pretty much my favorite video game ever made in this game you can play as 20 different characters that all wow. have different weapons <gasps> they, they all have unique traits like some of the some of their weapons will shoot shorter than others. Some of, some of their weapons will be able to shoot people on a second level. Some of them can only shoot um, enemies on the first level. Um, they walk at different speeds. Some of them can only shoot left to right. Some of them can shoot wherever they want. So you have 20 mm-hmm. different characters of all varying abilities. And I'm sure and, the um, one that
0: walks the slowest always has to go in front of everyone in the party, driving them all insane. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> Um, but so, and then throughout all these, le- le- all these levels, there's different themes. Like you start out in like a medieval times and then you go to kind of like a present day, you go to the future, every 10 levels it switches and the levels are just so much fun to play. Now the objective of the game is, um, now I'll explain the difference between like the regular mode and the hard mode in the regular mode. You pick up new members of your party as you go and you start off with the first person on difficult you start off with all 20 characters. Oh. So yeah, you have to beat 10 more levels, but having all of the 20 characters right away changes the whole way the game is played and makes it just insanely fun. And now there's two things you can do. You either have to kill all the enemies on the screen or you have to get all of your characters through a gate at the top of the screen. Hmm. Um you know, because they all have different abilities. Sometimes it's impossible to kill all the enemies on the screen. So you have to kind of, you know, bring all your people out. Um, this game was semi-popularized recently. I'm pretty sure it's available on Nintendo Switch uh, for download. It's um, There's a lot of these, like, comp- uh, compilation um, collections for, like, uh, Xbox 360 and PlayStation, where they compile a bunch of classic Genesis games. This game is on some of those. Um, So, it actually kind of has gained more popularity recently. But, yeah, this is a game that um, me and my brother used to play all the time. It's two-player co-op. A friend of mine we used to play it all the time. I have beaten this game by myself, never with a second player, because it suffers (sighs) from, like, Contra disease, where... Yeah, where you, you're you really good at playing alone because you know where all the bullets are flying and everything, but the second you add a second player in, they're just doing crazy stuff. Like, <sighs> you know, they're catching a bullet that you were trying to dodge and now they, they're they <laughs> losing all their lives and sucking your lives away. And it just kind of makes it impossible to beat it, uh, the second player. I mean, I've never played with somebody who put in the amount of time that I did. If <laughs> I did, maybe I'd be able to beat it. Um, but yeah, it is a really, really good game, a really overlooked game. Um, this is a game that like, I probably only started playing two years after I played, um, Bomberman. Um, but to get Mm. to a point that we're going to actually talk about games that made us, um, one of my favorite, my, my favorite games to come out, um, the past few years is the Hitman Trilogy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with these games on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Now, um, at first glance, these games might seem kind of like a GTA-style game. There's guns, you know, you hide and shoot, etc. But it's really not the way it is. It involves a lot of strategy and planning, and I consider them to basically be a puzzle game or an action-strategy game in a way. And um, the way that you have to think about gaining ground um, as being like methodical. You know, you have to play it over and over again. You have to figure out what weapon you want to use at a certain place. You have to conserve something to make something different happen later. Um, That comes into my love of the Hitman game now. So, yeah, Yeah. that's just uh, the conclusion that I came to and why I wanted to use it for a game that, you know, helped make me who I was with modern gaming.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And very cool. Actually it reminds me of a point that I didn't make with Snow Brothers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I've mm-hmm. had a few drinks tonight if you can't tell folks. Free <laughs> um, I love this game. I'm not gonna tell you why at all.
2: Uh, so I was <laughs> going to ask and it just never happened because we started talking about pokemon Same. again. So well,
1: well, okay, so here here's a really <laughs> interesting parallel to Doug though. So once again, it's this 50 level like test of your will, you know, you're basically sweating through the seat as you climb through, through the levels. And and that's the same experience that Snow Brothers has. I mean, you have your power-ups, you know, you're, you're climbing through ho- tougher and tougher things. Why it made me, in a similar fashion to you, is that because of the co-op mechanic that was not prevalent in a lot of games. The mm-hmm. difference, though, in this, and, and you talk about dedication, which is absolutely fucking hilarious, because my brother and I played Snow Brothers together. They're brothers. We're brothers. We all have very Caucasian-looking names. And <laughs> and uh, you fight through these levels together. And if, you're, if your digitized 8-bit brother doesn't have your 6...
4: Brother! No! The whole, no! Yeah,
1: the whole <laughs> thing is fucked. Seriously. So I totally get that, man. I, I did not anticipate having two games that neither party was aware of having that mm-hmm. same parallel. So...
3: Yeah, it's pretty weird, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know why I, I never ended up playing Snow Brothers because, I mean, I've I played at least you know two hundred out of the seven hundred or so NES games when I was a kid, yeah. between friends having them, renting them, etc. Mm-hmm. and then played even more, you know, when I was a teenager, going to Funko Land to buy them when they were discounted, then yeah. even more the past 10 years when I've been buying on eBay and stuff like that. And then snow brothers always escaped me. And now I mentioned before about how it was a, um, one of the pricey games, which is, you know, kind of, kind of comes down to why I didn't play it recently. Cause I tend to stick with um, actual hardware over emulators. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you, you said you were going to say something about that? Why do you think it is like one of those pricey games? Is it just because it's good or, did it have a limited run? Was it only regional? Like, you know, I'm in New York. Maybe stores didn't carry it here as much, and maybe they did in, you know, the Midwest.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Was it the clever naming system that made it so popular? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the demand is so high.
1: Well, in the case of Snow Brothers, I mean, it's it's just like any game that got ported in a time where, you know, commercially porting games for other audiences wasn't that big of a thing. You know, Um <laughs> I mean, at that point in time, the most popular game that had been ported from a Japanese, um, you know, side scroller of a similar difficulty would have been Doki Doki Panic, which was ported over as Super Mario Two.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, Snow oh, Brothers. S-
3: Snow yeah. Brothers is like full um, side scroll.
1: It's it's a side scroller that you climb in levels, right? Uh, you climb up, and so you go up instead of side to side, right?
3: Oh, kind of like Donkey Kong. It.
1: Yeah. I was
3: picturing it like bubble bobble. Oh, bubble bobble.
1: Yeah, not quite. Different. Oh, oh, okay. Yep, you're going vertical. So um, the game gets harder as you go. And that's why it's such a timing, you know, uh, based game. Because especially if you've got your your brother playing one half and you're playing the other half, uh, for some reason that vertical distinction just made it that much harder. It just did. You don't Maybe play many one games of that was
3: falling behind or something, or
1: yeah, or one of you misses a power-up, you know, yeah. that the other brother takes every single time, which I won't name
3: names. <laughs> names won't be named,
0: Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But but to your point, Doug, yeah, why people probably didn't hear about it was because it had to be ported over. There weren't a ton of copies, and it was one of those games that continually misses the digital releases people don't you know they're not clamoring for it so why would they try mm-hmm. to put it in? yeah the so it
3: probably just didn't sell that well back then so now there's just less of it
1: yeah it was it yeah. received received yeah. high praise but now you're going to shell out like 250 to 300 dollars for the cartridge
0: yeah see the deal was it wasn't marketed as a collector's version so there's a limited amount and that's actually collectible unlike the amount of smurfs glasses that my parents held on to are now sitting in my
1: apartment
2: or Beanie Babies.
0: <laughs> or Beanie Babies. <laughs> or Beanie
2: Babies for sure. Or,
1: or episode one Pepsi products that you drink out of the can and for some reason you save that disgusting uncleaned can.
2: No. Oh. No. That's the worst one of all. Yep. You, you listed the worst one. <laughs> Wait. What did you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> he collected trash
4: okay uh, <laughs> recyclables I, I recyclables. trash <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, yeah so Doug what
1: I did because I was 11 years old and I was a fucking disgusting child um, <laughs> I went and bought the Pepsi cans of the episode 1 characters so I even drank the <laughs> diet Pepsi cans because I just wanted the characters on them so Instead of leaving the cans closed, which most people did who collected them, I drank them.
2: Well, there's sweet sugar water in there. <laughs> you can't just leave that. Yeah. Did I die? Not
1: even rinse. Not even, rinse. <laughs> Not even a rinse. Not even a rinse. I didn't have time oh,
3: for that. Oh, Sly. Yeah. Hey, you know, like it's, it just dries up. It's all good. Yeah. 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 Then bugs After crawl, the ants get the to it, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> the ants eat all the sugar and then yeah of the world they yep, that you don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah, that's
0: that's how you get ants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're ever wondering yeah. how you get ants, that's how you
1: get ants.
2: This is how you get ants. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well tell you what, I'm gonna skip your guys' spot in the draft and I'm gonna dive in because oh, uh, I don't it. want I don't want this this episode to end off on me. Just in case you two have the same game again. there's
0: a good chance that we have the second same, the same If the second we game do well.
2: I will die but I don't I don't know. I don't know. I bet <laughs> you can guess my game but I don't think we'll have the same game.
1: Okay. Well, here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna choose, and this is also another game that made me because of a bond with with my brothers, and it was a game that really helped me develop my style of problem solving. Um, which no, I'm not gonna call out Math Blaster or <laughs> or, or you know uh, Mario types. Um, I'm gonna choose the Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, also, yeah. yes, <laughs> also from 1990. So, we're gonna crank things up by slowing things down. And... <laughs> Grab a partner, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, don't be afraid to get Donnie and Marie close for this slow dance, folks. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to go there anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Secret of Monkey Island was really one of these fun, fun, like video game history moments, right? Because this was a time where point and click adventure games were the rage. You know, people oh, yeah. weren't hop, hopped up on Game Fuel or um you know, just <laughs> Surge or, you know, Monster Energy uh, dipped in a tampon and shoved up their ass. They weren't doing that stuff yet.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, I think wow. they had Tab. Tab was the best you got back then and you liked it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little extra zing, th- throw some Sweet and Low in there, you know. Let's <laughs> let's just make this night crazy. But uh, point and click games were being made by Lucasfilm Games back then. So,
3: oh yes, they were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, this was the graphical video game like art driven point and, uh, point and click adventure games. So they would do the Secret of Monkey Island. We'd end up getting uh, the Indiana Jones uh, action adventure point and click games out of this. Um, You know, other games like Day of the Tentacle. I mean, you name it. These were some of the most legendary point-and-click games that came out during this era. So what was really unique about The Secret of Monkey Island was that this was before Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, this was before Edward Kenway. Uh, This is before that guy who says, look at me, I'm the captain now. Like, back then, (laughs) we just had had Guybrush fucking Threepwood. And if, if you didn't hear me the first time, Skybrush Threepwood. So (laughs) this was like the most vanilla character you've ever seen with like this big, bushy, blonde ponytail. He's got the Doug. You can probably even vouch for me on this. He literally has the Jerry Seinfeld white puffy shirt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pirate shirt. shirt. Yes. He is. I don't want to be a pirate. (laughs) Yes. Even before Jerry Seinfeld didn't want to be a pirate, Guy Bush three-footed was dressing like him, okay? Yeah, he wanted to be a pirate. (laughs) Yes, he He did. He was a pirate
2: before it was cool.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) So he wanted to ascend the ranks of the pirates during a fictionalized representation of the Caribbean during the golden age of piracy. Um, What was really different about The Secret of Monkey Island was that back then, um, if you've ever watched the... um, Oh, it's a recent Netflix documentary within the past like two years. They talk about Sierra games. Are any of you familiar with, with Sierra?
3: I almost um chose King's Quest V as one of my games. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, one of my favorite games ever made. Yeah.
1: So they're fantastic games. The Sierra folks made a lot of these graphic point and click adventures too. The difference though. Sierra made the hardest fucking games you have ever played.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> they were so difficult. Talk
3: about cryptic. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like they were so hard that if you forgot to pick up an item two hours previous in the game, you lost, but you didn't oh, know it. Until that play it still. Yeah. And
3: that's the worst part. And so mean you will never <laughs> no, know. That's all of a not you're stuck. Yeah. No. That's it's not literal... It really makes... Oh, it does something to you. It, <laughs> it, it makes you able to have, like, fortitude to beat other games that are not insane. Yeah. Like, they just won't bother you as much. As they just pale the in comparison.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, the video game equivalent of having to uh, walk to school uphill both ways in the freezing freezing snow with nothing but a hot potato
1: to warm you (laughs) along the way and you are
2: lucky to have that
1: (laughs) the the two ways i describe sierra games one it's like riding a bicycle without a a seat or two (laughs) (laughs) or, or, or two it's it's worse than a breakup because if you die two hours after you're supposed to pick something up you're asking yourself all the questions of what could i have done differently (laughs) <laughs> Is it me? Did I, did I just not do this right? So the Sierra games were known for this, and a lot of other action-adventure point-and-click games were. So the difference within uh, Monkey Island was that creators, um, Ron Gilbert, Tim Schafer, and Dave Grossman, they all agreed that we need to make an action-adventure and adventure game that allows you to figure it out and not think of how many ways we can kill you, but how many different ways you can solve this problem and, and really give you the chance to figure that out with clues. And I wouldn't say make it obvious, but really make you think before you try a tactic or, you know, anything like that. So there's very few ways you can actually die in the secret of monkey Island. Like there are so few games to act or so few ways to end the game that way um, that some people didn't even discover this because it's literally an Easter egg. Um, so I I'm guessing based on the response of Joe, because I can actually see his eyes, <laughs> okay. Who wants to take a guess at how you could die in the secret of Monkey Island?
0: Fact that death is an Easter egg. Okay, walk in the plank. Oh, you're
1: scurvy. The... <laughs> Doug is on the right track.
2: Oh, uh, not scurvy. Oh, okay,
1: Freak uh, uh, gardening eyes. accident.
3: Eyes pecked out by a parrot.
1: <laughs> sharks. We're we're getting a little bit further away, um, <laughs> um, but it it does involve the water though. Okay, and what's it's not what's sharks. funny. No, it's not sharks. It's
3: drowning, I guess. It's from drinking
2: salt water.
1: <laughs> Doug drowning? got it. Um, Doug literally got it. Well, and, that, yeah. And, and the reason why it is, is uh, an Easter egg is because when you start talking about your talents as a prospective pirate, people ask you what your talents are. And the only talent that you can think of is that, well, I can hold my breath underwater for you know roughly nine minutes. Oh, so, <laughs> no. There's,
4: there's so one I'm like, point. Let's check.
1: Know, <laughs> yes yes there's one point in the game where you can go and grab something underwater and if you stand there for nine minutes you will die you'll you'll find so succumb. funny <laughs> that's
4: so funny
0: that's fantastic um, this is like the one kid in the playground who says he knows karate and you actually pick him to be in a fight with you and like, all oh, crap he doesn't
1: actually know karate
4: <laughs>
1: that was a shallow boast Dude, it it was such a different thing because you can probably tell the humor of this game was was unique. I mean, there was plenty of humor for you to pay attention to. You know, if you wanted to solve a puzzle and you had to figure it out, you weren't going to die waiting to do it. There's no risk of a moon crashing into your planet, you know. (laughs) uh, And and like Sierra, you're not going to get murdered for forgetting to pick up like a toothpick two hours earlier in that playthrough. So... (laughs) I mean, it's, it was just such a unique, like humor driven game, but you did have to think about, you know, solving some of these problems. Some were complex, some were, like I said, they were Easter egg driven. Um, And for that reason, okay, this, this method of thinking, one of the the problems in the game you have to solve by using a rubber chicken that you pick up earlier in the game. Naturally. And is it, is it that yeah. you have
0: to collect a lot of these rubber chickens and then press them all down at the same time?
1: Nope. And post it's, that on the internet? It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of these items that is in a shop in the game that you can get at any time. And it's you, you don't die because you don't find it. You just can't travel somewhere until you do. So... It, <laughs> So, so, for me, I go through my life thinking of what's the rubber chicken that I need to get through the next <laughs> day? <laughs> Mark's um, always
2: on the lookout for the rubber chicken in life. You,
1: you are goddamn right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> expect, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, really quick note for the creators of this game, though. I, I mentioned uh, Gilbert Schaefer and Grossman. What was really fun about these guys is they didn't stop creating these types of games, and they would actually go on to work for Telltale Games later on. Um, oh, so yeah. they would continue to refine, um, and at Telltale Games, they also worked on the Monkey Island game that Telltale Games would create too. So, um, so I actually owe a lot of my, uh, my, my critical thinking process, uh, <laughs> 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 not to academia, but to fucking Monkey Island. So <laughs> ah,
0: that checks that out. Is, yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: That, uh, now because Joe has asked me this question roughly a dozen times, every time I mention this game. No, we do not find out what the secret of Monkey Island is. It is never revealed.
0: Hmm.
1: So either way. Which, you know, just uh, that would
0: kill me as a kid. Like I beat the whole game and I don't know what the secret is.
2: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. The secret
0: doesn't revolve around the rubber chicken. Yeah. Yeah,
1: But but Doug, Joe had a dark enough secret of his own until he confessed tonight (laughs) to, uh, to our viewers. So I think that was really what he was more concerned with.
0: Yeah, like there's no theft of monkeys at a um at a missionary. So
1: <laughs> really,
0: was any of that worth it? Well,
1: all right, well let's hear it folks. I want to hear what your what Joe and Chelsea's games are here because I hope they're not the same one. What what do you all got?
2: Um, I doubt they're the same. Joe, I want you to try to guess my game.
0: Okay. So, it's not going to be the Legend of Zelda series because we've talked about those quite a bit already. Yes. Um, other game Harvest Moon.
2: Yeah, it's Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah, <Wow>! yeah. <laughs>
0: Bam. and this is why we're friends.
3: Friendship. And <laughs> it Harvest Moon. Yeah, I, I didn't
0: pick Harvest Moon. <laughs> See, I knew, oh. I, knew it, I knew you would
3: not
2: be picking Harvest Moon. Yeah, I. So it's hilarious. Doug and Mark, you both have, you know, these games that are very intense, standing up, sweating hands, like (laughs) super, super intense. And I'm over here catching them all and digital farming. Um, Because nine-year-old Chelsea has a stressful life and she just needs to relax sometimes (laughs) and, you know, take over her grandfather's farm and just farm until she feels better. So that's what I did. Um, And I actually, my first Harvest Moon game was the second game in the series. Um, It was released in 1998 in the US, and it was for the Game Boy. And similar to, obviously, my other game, being Pokemon Red, being a Game Boy game as well, as I have um, confessed in previous episodes... My mom hogged the consoles all the time, so I literally, if I was playing video Thank games, Jerry. I had to play on my Game Boy. Like it's all I could play on.
1: Boxed <laughs> so you out, man. Boxed she you out. So did she?
2: Yeah, she really, really did. So, um, yeah, Harvest Moon Farm Simulation Role Playing Game. Get to leave the city and all of your grind behind to take up a simpler life of yes. <laughs> working the land and raising animals and sending your produce to market and and, and
0: picking a wife eventually.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, you know it. That
0: wasn't that wasn't a feature in the early games, was it?
2: No, not in the not in the first Game Boy game. Um, I believe the first time that you pick a well the next game that I had actually so I can't speak to the other ones. Was for the GameCube, and in that one, that was the first one where you could pick from several of the local town women. Oh,
3: to, now, to is become this the your wife. game that involves milking?
2: <laughs> okay, so we're pointing something weird about me out.
0: Is this a
1: personal <laughs> attack?
2: Well, <laughs> I will Chelsea say,
4: Chelsea
0: just finds here, working like... with others very comforting.
2: I <laughs> just the. <laughs> oh, good God! Don't we
1: all right. Yeah, no.
2: we are from Wisconsin. I don't know. No relation. It Wait, is. It's just a point. It's just a happy fact. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Doug, Doug would see a, a cow and not even know what to do first with it. So I guess that's and that's I'm like, so let so me in there. I know what to
2: do.
3: <laughs>
1: he's, There's he's something pans. I
3: do with my Pokemon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> handled a few teats in my day. <laughs>
1: uh, now, quick, make that cow fight the other cow,
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so Chelsea, quick question about this this game not yes. not just and not just because it's a Neil young song of the same name, yeah, um, so obviously, the comfort level of this game sounds intriguing enough, but was there anything else about this that really you know made it define you like was there anything else about this that you know that that maybe was a, a defining you know, characteristic of this game that you wouldn't find somewhere else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, this was a game in particular that um, when I was playing, my dad took a lot of interest in, which my dad actually didn't really play a lot of video games, but he grew up in a farming family, you know, grew up on a dairy farm, and so to him, it was just like, oh, that's pretty cool, like, you can plant these vegetables and they grow in different seasons, so like, he he really liked that aspect of it, so it could be something that I would be like, oh, hey, dad, look it, I did this, and he'd be like, that's really cool, um, <laughs> but then another thing was that um, a couple of my cousins at the same time that were my age also had the same game and in that game again with the game boy they're relying a bit on that that link cable which was new to the game (laughs) boy color so they had to try and work it into as many of their games as possible to kind of make it applicable outside of Pokemon (laughs) and you could, I don't know, you could do things like you had a, you had a pet, you could choose between a cat or a dog and you could at any time, like trade your pet with, with (laughs) whoever your friend was. And I don't know. So there was just a little, like all of us little munchkins were running around playing the same game. And as the series (laughs) developed, it got more and more complicated. Um, More aspects were, added into it and i don't know it's just like a de-stress thing to me like th- this is something it's i like collecting stuff i like digital farming it's yeah, it's yeah. just it's, it's comforting it's yeah. comforting yes mm-hmm. yeah okay, when you're, i'm you're, not murdering
3: stuff
1: you're, I'm, you're making i life you're making friends you're squeezing teats i mean
3: what else what's not is, to love it's <laughs> essentially like like it could be sim farm it seems to me yeah, yeah. yes Okay, like or even like I don't know if you've ever played like Theme Park. There's a lot of games like this where they're not hectic, it's just you're just playing. Yeah, roller coaster
2: tycoon, that's another one. Like I love all those Sims Towers. (laughs) I was a huge yeah. sim player. I still I All the
3: Sims. Sims. Yeah.
0: Yes. The Sims days. Yeah. Yes. Like, there were days where I think you would uh you'd bring that over and you'd play that while I was playing Star Trek online, just kneeling yeah. out, having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Or I'd
2: <laughs> I would sit for sure. Oh my God. I would come over to your apartment when we weren't living together and yep. I would just sit on the couch playing the Sims and you'd be playing some other video game. And like <laughs> we're not necessarily talking, but we're together. We are. We're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, Joe, Joe why, don't, why don't you give us a a shot at what your your next game that made you is?
0: Um, this is one that I did play with Chelsea a lot in college.
2: Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mm, uncharted.
0: Not uncharted. because like, oh. we actually played with each other, so it wasn't oh. even like you passively watching. Is one that we played.
2: We played together.
0: Yes, mostly while drinking.
2: Is it rock band?
0: not rock band <laughs> <laughs> it is not as new as rock band it was only 64 bits big
2: oh mario kart yeah, darn Yes, darn right
0: mario kart 64 Yes, uh, yes yes yeah that game That's so yeah yep yeah, that was one that was twofold for me uh so that was definitely like, i remember like we got um nintendo 64 for christmas and like you know had the the classic 64 kid like mm-hmm. moment of getting that thing just like oh my god the 64 and like <laughs> the
2: graphics are too
0: I, good they're amazing this is actual 3d not not like weird super nintendo 3d um <laughs> and i remember getting this game and i played it a lot with my brother and my brother is someone who like we just have so many like things in common that we love doing with each other. And uh, this was like the first video game, uh, not the first year again, we played with each other because this was definitely um, the first video game that I would like to reveal to him right now, because I know he's not listening was the (laughs) one that it was actually competitive with, with him because like when we played fighting games, I would purposely throw matches because he would get so pissed. He would rage. And one time he like (laughs) kicked a hole into our bedroom door Cause he got so oh, no. pissed that I beat him like three three things in a row in Street Fighter Two. So, it's like you know what? I'm <laughs> gonna throw matches so he doesn't throw tantrums. He had his um, Puss in
1: Boots moment during Street Fighter Two. He did total oh, Puss in Boots moment. The
2: Eternal Peacekeeper.
1: Yep. Well, i So deeply? I
3: have a question. When you how were you beating him in Street Fighter Two? Were you just like E Honda armed the whole time? Oh no! Ooh, like dude, that's like we fight. actually. We actually outlawed Dalson. Like
0: Dalson oh, wasn't allowed yeah, to be yeah. played by either person. Like, okay. no, none of that stretchy That's business. No, uh, I, we always like honestly, like we had the same like typical like American kid thing. Like we just love the lead character, so we always played as Ryu. Like so, we were oh, always playing the okay. same character. So
3: it's a very fair one. Ken, yeah, Ryu, you got a normal game Ryu. Going on. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, or every once in a while I'd throw Blanca in and really get him. <laughs> but but most of the time. With that electric shock
3: thing.
1: Most of the time you're using the stones to destroy the stones. So usually, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: But but Mario Kart sixty four comes along and this is a game where it was like we really went back and forth on it. Like it was seriously competitive. It was seriously fun. And it was one where, like, if my brother would find out something that was like an edge for him, he would mm-hmm. tell it to me so that way I could do it too and we could be equal, like on equal ground. That's he would awesome. like we would never make it so that we would find something out and not tell the others, so we could have that as an edge over the other player. And if we ever like discovered like a shortcut or a secret, uh, we only like the, the rules like we can only use it once on each other, just so we could see it was there. And then we just said like you don't like we won't do that again. So like little things like like, like everyone knew like in uh, what the Wario Stadium like you could hop the second jump and just be. Mm -hmm. Like, you just skip the entire lap. Same with Rainbow Road. Uh, You could find that skip. I know one thing uh, that I never did um, later playing the game is there's actually a pretty solid glitch in Frap Snowland where if you are on the bridge right before the finish line and you fly off, if you're parked on that bridge, normally the the little guy who brings you back down from going to the water, if you're parked right before the bridge is over, that's where he always tries to put you down. So if you're parked there, yeah. he just drops the other person back in the water. If I drop it back in the water, he tries putting them further back on the bridge and they just drop through the bridge <laughs> into the water and they'll and that just keeps happening until the other person moves. <laughs> so that was something like when we found That's like, cool. oh, if we're, if we're actually close and like, someone went off, like we would park at the right spot just to do that to each other. That is some um, Rick
1: James level uh, oh, yeah. couch stuff right there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And speaking to the playability of this, um, they're actually, uh, when it first came out, it had usually overwhelmingly like pretty good reviews. Uh, like they, they always said, like you know, what? it's not very innovative, but it is very fun. Like the 3D graphics are great. Um, the AI is pretty predictable and easy to overcome when doing like the main part of the game. Uh, but one particular viewer from GameSpot gave it the lowest rating it ever received, a six point four out of ten. And one of the things that he said in his review is he warned players that you would be disappointed within a week of your purchase. And how wrong is that? Yeah, Yeah. Trent Ward, you're a dickhead because you can go to hell. You can go to hell and
2: die. Yeah, I still
0: play this game and fucking love this game. It's
2: the best Mario Kart game ever. Easily. The Mm -hmm. 64 Mario Kart is the best Mario Kart game. Fight hands down. just...
3: My
4: favorite is
3: personally the GameCube.
2: Oh, Double
0: Dash?
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Double Dash
2: was fun. It Mm -hmm. was fun.
3: See, I don't have any nostalgia. I I didn't grow up with a a Nintendo 64,
2: Uh, so I
3: played mm -hmm. the 64 and the GameCube around the same time like years later like um, when I was in college. So, you know, it was like, which am I going to pick, the 64 or that? I'm sure if I played it when I was younger, I would feel differently yeah. um but that person that gave it a bad review was clearly not playing multiplayer yeah,
2: yeah. probably you're no. probably right
3: yeah because like i can understand like maybe if you're playing one player one over again you get bored of the races mm-hmm. but if you're playing with friends you can play that game endlessly
0: exactly yeah. and that's what i'm about, because that's what like it came back later in college, like living yeah. with Chelsea. Uh, yep. We would one of the best things we would drink in cart, where you had to down two yes. beers before you could finish the race, or the battle mode. Every time you <laughs> lost, uh, every time you lost a balloon, you had to drink. And then I <laughs> the think we also did like if uh, so, like in battle mode in that game, if you get eliminated. And the match is still going. Like there's still two or more players. Like there's still at least two players playing the game. You turn to like a little bomb. The and bomb. Go <laughs> yeah. and, and the if bomb. you get hit by the bomb, you have to down the drink. You don't take a drink. You finish what you have left. And if it was only That's a sip, it. you down another beer.
2: Like, it was so much fun. The so very fun. first time playing battle, and this was I was a kid at this time, and. <laughs> Playing with my cousins again. And the, the first time I was a bomb and actually killed someone else, I laughed so hard that I cried. <laughs> I just, I literally <laughs> cried tears. <laughs> laughing well, it was it's was hilarious
0: a, it's hilarious and it's just a slap to the face of the player yes. you hit because you move significantly slower than the other players yes.
2: or you come yeah. around a corner and they just you're yep. they <laughs> mow right over you and oh they my just god ex- if they have star and and power amazing sh- oh. oh god <laughs> yeah. it, yep.
1: you know doug you bring up a really good point though that even though like the so even though the secret of monkey island is a single-player game all of us in the games that we've mentioned so far have been a game where you can share an experience with another person to an extent, right? Um, yeah,
0: legally or illegally. It was. <laughs> you know, right?
1: Yeah, I, I participated without my consent um, <laughs> in, in the case of Joe. But I mean, but ultimately though, these are all experiences that we share with either a family member or you know with a group of friends, and so. I mean, I can definitely understand why everything so far would be a game that made us. Um, now, this this might just be me trying to read the room, but Doug, did you bring a third game with you? I did. Ooh, bonus Ooh. game, bonus <laughs>
3: levels, yes. And I've been noticing a theme throughout here. Like, um, I feel like I'm a little bit older than everybody here. Could I be? Maybe.
1: Uh, I think you're a couple years older than like Joe and I.
3: Okay, yeah. so in video game years, that's a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. In technology like around, years. Yeah, around yeah. the time when Nintendo 64 came out, um, I had gotten PlayStation 1 instead of that. And yeah. that was, you know, I was... Or I think I was in my first year of high school, maybe? Okay, Around yep. that time. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, mm, I don't have time for video games. Kind of like... So they took a backseat until I was... You know, in college, kind of starting to mess around with them again. So yeah. I kind of missed like uh, the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two years, or essentially the 64 GameCube years. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. And the game that I have chosen is another multiplayer game that you can play with other people, but it's a very old one. It is from the first console I had when I was a kid, and it was the first game that I ever played or remember playing in my life, and it is combat. For Atari 2600
1: oh wow yeah and
3: if nobody knows what that is it's like pong where you try to kill each other with tanks <laughs> yeah, yeah <that> sounds <laughs> fun. and you're you know you take turns you you're able to like drive your tank a little bit and then you can aim it and you have to like try to shoot the other person yep and you just take turns. Um, it was actually a pack-in game with the Atari 2600. Um, and the reason I had that when I was a kid is because it was actually my mother's. And she just had it. Um, she would play some other games for it. Um, mm-hmm. So so I kind of, as soon as I gained consciousness in this world, just had an Atari already. You know, already <laughs> had the E2 game, already had the Superman game, and adventure and combat and you know kaboom and a lot of these classic games yeah but combat is the first game in my life that i ever played multiplayer that i played with my little brother thinking about it is insane because this is right before we got nes which i got when i was seven so this was between you know i was like between five and six years old and he he's two years younger than me so he was like three and four and we're playing this game combat and um I don't know, it, it I, I I tried to pick um something from like my first three systems. So I had the bomb man for NES and I had Game Ground for Genesis and I have now Combat for Atari and mm-hmm. they kind of are all similar to me in a way. Um you know they're they're literally all single screen games, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that says about me, but it's, it's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and yeah it's just a really good game i mean the crazy thing about this game is it people could play it today like this is the kind of game you could have like 10 year olds today play it you know do some sort of youtube video where they play old games and they will have fun
1: (laughs) yeah
3: a classic premise
1: yes and combat would go on to actually um Shape some of these similar tank games that that would come on the PC. Some of them would be console based, and oh. and they would just get better. They would they would get scorched I want to say earth. better. Yes, scorched earth. Absolutely. World
3: of Tanks. <laughs> and, or <laughs> yeah. you know what's crazy? You know what it actually is? You know Worms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I play a lot of I love Worms games. It's similar because it's like you have this certain time limit. You can either move over here. Or you can try to shoot from far away. Like, you take turns trying to set up to kill the next person. So, I yep. mean, it is the seed for worms.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though. I mean,
3: mm-hmm. and,
1: yeah. and, uh, and combat would do it, you know, like you said, single screen. But games like Scorched Earth would make it so that it would pan away from you. And then yeah. the other person would have to try to figure out their move based on what they thought you did. Uh, yeah, I love but- that. But yeah, like, like, so with combat being like the proto version of that, I mean, it, it was still, it was still a fun game because you had to think a few moves ahead of the other player. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So, so, I mean, w- with combat, was it a, was it a game that made you because of the replay value or was it more about playing with your, you know, playing with your brother or like, what, what was the,
3: what was um, the defining moment there? I've, I've just always been a fan of, multiplayer games. Like, I love playing video games by myself, um, but not as much as I like to play with other people. Like, one of my favorite games ever to this day is GoldenEye 64 because <laughs> mm-hmm. of playing it with a group of people. Yeah. Um, even the Mario Kart games for, I don't know if you've ever played uh, Beetle Adventure Racing for N64. It's a great mm-hmm. Didn't player. One? It's like Volkswagen Beetles, but it's Mario Kart. Nice, yeah, just a, a great Four player game for n64 and then you've got games like twisted metal that i used to play as a multiplayer yeah. Uh,
0: yeah fighting
3: mm-hmm. games and it's just been or like super dodgeball for nes i mean i could go yeah. on yeah. about all of the mm-hmm. multiplayer games that are my best memories yeah. um i just love them whether it's co-op or versus it doesn't matter just playing with other people makes it great so combat is just the seed for that It's not only the first game I ever played, it's the first, you know, game that I played with my brother. First game I played with another person.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: And I'm getting goosebumps going back to, you know, the earliest days of of playing with (laughs) with my brothers too right now. Mm -hmm. Like, we we didn't play multiplayer games at first, but we were trying to best each other in high scores with like uh, donkey Kong jr. Or, oh, yeah. uh, or, or, or duck hunt because they were packaged with the NES oh, at that point, yeah. you know, same console. And so for us in the beginning, it was more about trying to best each other's high scores, but that, that competitive edge, that competitive nature, I mean, it, that was uh, that was something that definitely, I'm, I'm trying to get choked up. I cry about everything these days. Oh. Um,
0: Cause you're a parent. Fatherhood. Now you're a crier, yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I am. I'm a, sy- I'm a sympathy crier. Doug, don't cry or I'll cry too. Um, <laughs> <I'm about> to. <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. And you know what, it, what I always, really always love about this show, uh, which is really weird, man. It, s- somehow we always come to a very poignant moment after the end of these discussions you know it's not something we script because we don't script any of this we don't plan to get there but um, but honestly the the this idea of of relationships defining our gaming experiences I mean that's that if that doesn't make you feel good or remind you of you know when you stole somebody's mew in the middle of the night
2: <laughs> um, and hit it in your bed like a common criminal <laughs>
0: Measure that to made to teach mattress. that boy a lesson. What did
2: you What did you cut the mattress open with? with oh, I like had a pocket little knife thief with me. teeth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: a middle school kid in Wisconsin. We all have pocket knives.
2: That's true. That's true. They issue. They issue to them or the us to them at 12.
1: Yep. Yep. We're, we're, we're milking things and we're getting our first 14 inch knife at the age of 12. That's how we do things here. But Hey, you know what, Doug? Uh, honestly, I I've been smiling ear to ear for almost the last hour and a half. It's, it's just like how we did the first time you joined us. And seriously, man, cannot yeah, totally. thank you enough for coming on and, mm-hmm. and joining no problem, us for this. It was a
3: great time. Yeah.
0: No, we're yeah. gonna have to do a we're gonna have to do a comic episode or something uh, and have you back I was for that. Say
3: that. Because yeah, um, like I'm I'm in my basement right now um, where I have my classic games and I have my comic book collection and my collected edition collection. You can see like some like, yeah. yeah, 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 my buses up there. I've been looking um, at those <laughs> I that one that could take a long time figure out a good comic book one and, and we'll talk and it, that'll be a really great time because that's like my um my number one nerd obsession is reading comics so
1: well I hope that Everyone who listened to that conversation enjoyed it. We know we did. I mean, we could invite Doug back at any given time. I mean, Joe, I'm thinking we should probably do like the foods that made us. Cause I want to talk about 3d Doritos and I think Doug would too.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm down to talk the, um, odd Pepsi flavors that made us as long as Doug is coming. It really can be anything. Um, Yeah, it could be the Tostitos that made us. They make like five different products and we will talk about the three that really uh, we enjoyed or ate at least once in our lives. So I think that being said, what we're going to take away from this, we really like having Doug on the show. Always a fun time. Really looking forward to having him. And I, in all seriousness, I really hope we do the comics that made us at some point in time with him. Uh, but so, you know, you know, um, we hope you come back and listen to us. Uh, if, if you've, you know, stumbled to the show on accident, uh, you can find us basically wherever you find literally any other podcast. Um, uh, if you don't listen to podcasts on those typical podcasting areas, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we have even made what the kids call a blog where you can read things that we've written about the stuff we're talking about each week uh or sometimes every other week so you know you know like subscribe review do all that really fun stuff so we can uh we can keep making these shows for you um and yeah we'll we'll keep coming back if you do or if not like we will see ourselves talk uh and on that note has anyone anyone seen Chelsea